This episode of the Second Helping of Weekly Dish brought to you by Arks Value Village. Shop Arks Value Village for all of your holiday accessories. Find them in Bloomington, Richfield, and New Hope. That's Arks Value Village, proud to sponsor this episode of Weekly Dish. I get my nom, nom, nom on with the my top chicks and we will eat on, eat on the Weekly Dish. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Weekly Dish. This is the second helping podcast. We call it that because our show is on Saturdays from 9 to 11, but occasionally we get an opportunity to have a chance to talk to our other friends, and we release on a Wednesday. So this uh, second helping podcast today is being brought to you by our friends at Arks Value Village. They have three locations, one in Richfield, one in Bloomington, and one in New Hope, and Our friend Molly King is joining us today as we talk about the feast and feast season. Hello, Molly. Good morning. And hello, Stephanie Martin. It's feast season. Are you so excited? I'm so excited. I, You guys, I don't know if you can see this. We're recording a Zoom call. We won't be using the audio, but I have a few items to show. This is the American Family Cookbook that I found in my vintage collection. And when I opened up the back cover, it had a whole spread of vintage turkey dinner recipes and thoughts about the holiday feast. I particularly liked the white non-Indigenous people pilgrims (laughs) on the table. (laughs) Everything in the picture is white. There is, I don't know if you guys can see this stuff. There's a relish tray that has like beets from a can, pickles. It has some kind of salad, like a potato salad, and then some weird kind of creamed corn situation on the relish tray. Is the relish tray actually like a muffin tin? That looks very strange. It is very strange. And I was just laughing and thinking about like all the stuff that you used to eat. I think the relish tray should make a comeback as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. It's making a comeback, Stephanie. I think that, like we all with our boards and stuff, I'm really hoping that we can come back to a sterling silver little relish tray with like a little pot of pickled herring in there and like a little bit of the shaved ice over the veg. Hello. Shaved yeah. ice. Fancy at Stephanie's house. I know. I, of course I did learn from the ocean air. Like that is literally my, you know, sort of my relish tray tradition came from the ocean air. So very nice. And that photo, Stephanie, I love that the, the natives are white and the food is brown. You know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. That's so old-fashioned. Part of what I'm looking forward to this Thanksgiving is a little expanding on that. Well, and that's kind of interesting, the idea that this year, 2020, of course, we were talking about how it kind of has erased all the rules. And so everyone gets to sort of have a Thanksgiving that they may want to redefine if they can. They can. You're totally allowed to. I think, too, the redefinition comes in lots of ways, right? It comes in the food choices that you make, the dishes that you make. But also the like dishes and the traditions of the table and all of that itself, because in many cases, you know, people are used to cooking for anywhere from 10 to 20 people and it's this big affair and you have your special dishes. During this season, we're probably not going to be bringing out all those same types of items, but you still want it to feel special. So Molly, when you think about your Thanksgiving as a young 
woman. Were there special things or special dishes that you had on your family table? Yeah, I mean, growing up in suburban Minneapolis, you know that there was the green bean casserole made from the cream of mushroom soup was the main secret ingredient. (laughs) That and the jerky onions, the crispy bits on the top. I mean, that was for our fancy neighbors. We didn't have those. (laughs) (laughs) That was too fancy. Have you guys eaten those recently? The the green the onion stuff? Yes. No. <laughs> it's gross. Oh, it's like you might have evolved. You know what I mean? Like from here's the deal, like this is the battle every year, right? Is it nostalgia versus innovation? And there's certain things that people say, I have to have the potatoes au gratin because it's a memory thing. It's more about like what you hearken to those feelings. But then again, at some point we kind of evolve out of that with a lot of our taste palettes and then and then it becomes like wow this is really not great yeah and you know i've been thinking about how this has all evolved over the years too and there's been things like technology has come along so remember all the microwave turkeys in the 80s all those stories and then I and they came in the microwave bag yeah and people were so proud it's like i made the whole dinner in you know 45 seconds or whatever it's like oh yes and it's all still white yeah Uh, and rubbery (laughs) Rubbery. And then I think about, you know, like in the 90s, it seems like people's wine knowledge expanded and it became like these very wine forward dinners and the whole chef thing became front and central. And then suddenly people were doing foams on their Thanksgiving tables, you know, trying to do these amazing, complicated things. And so there's always like this balance between the old nostalgia and then innovating, you know, like you're saying, and it's kind of, it's kind of fun to do a little of both. I mean, it's like, it's not a Thanksgiving meal. It seems without 45 uh, dishes on the, (laughs) on the table and the buffet table. So it's fun. Do you think that there will be buffet tables this year? Like in years past, I always made my more recently, my mashed potatoes in my Instant Pot because I could make enough, bring it to my sister's house, and it would stay hot the whole day. And now I'm like, oh, I'm probably not going to need mashed potatoes for 16. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting question. And I think a lot of people are going to be doing it their way this year, whatever their way means. I have been polling our villagers on social media for the past few days and some of the interesting things that I learned is that people are still going to make the dish that they always make to share with the group. So if they're like the person who always does the pie, they're going to make six pies and deliver them to all of their family members to enjoy enjoy together separately at home. Yeah, that's great. Enjoy yeah. together separately at home. I love that. I love yeah. that that can still be a connection, right? Like you can still have the same shared memory then but not necessarily in the same same space, which, you know, means that you don't have to clean out the dust bunnies. So I'm all good with that. <laughs> Less know, cleaning for everyone. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to get uh, 18 Manhattan cocktails delivered around the Twin City. <laughs> Stephanie has some experience in that, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, I have tech. It involves a, my delivery tech involves a gorilla suit and a, a large human that is related to me, but that's about it. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. I look forward yeah. to that coming back. The girl back. bombs are good. And actually, that's the thing is like giving someone sort of a surprise delivery of something too, you know, whether it's Manhattans or pies or, you know, even just anything. It's sort of like, that's the kind of thing I think we need to sort of imbue the loss of the 
the big traditions with. Like if we give these little small surprise traditions, that's yeah. kind of a, I think that's also a way to get through this. The food and also things like the recipes itself. Like I think of uh, the iconic handwritten, you know, your mom's writing, your grandma's writing. And they sat in that sticky box on the countertop and it was like, you know, it never moved the whole 18 years I was in that house. And those are part of our our stories and our childhood. And, and this year we just might not have access to even seeing those. Like I have not been in my parents' house since February, but people are going to take those recipes this year, which is kind of fun. And they're making them into keepsake books for their siblings. You can get recipes made into um, tea towels now, which is kind of a nice gift to give, you know, family members with grandma's pie recipe on it. And just different ways people are being really thoughtful with these gifts. And, and giving, we're probably a lot more thoughtful and thankful and grateful this year. I think that's kind of the main, the main dish this year is gratitude, which is really nice that that's front and center. Yeah. Okay. Now I feel a little cheap because I was like worrying about if I was going to get the right stuffing or not. <laughs> and I wasn't feeling so excited about mini Thanksgiving. But I think I, I think I will try to turn it around because you guys are being so positive. I do love the idea of putting a proper cocktail mix in a mason jar and then bringing it like you made me the jingle hooch one year, Steph. And yeah. that would be a really cute way to sort of bring the tradition forward with your family is my sister's terrible at mixology. So whenever I can bring her a cocktail and all she has to do is either pour it or put the alcohol in and pour it. She's yeah. just like thrilled. Yeah. And I think that's also, this is, I mean, honestly, what I love about arcs is that you can find these things that are sort of like these vessels, these plates, these jars that have maybe some, something that they would never find themselves either. We did these little teacups. We went and bought a bunch of teacups from you guys and we found, and then we loaded them up with uh, little smooches, you know, little Hershey kisses and delivered those to a couple friends who were, you know, sad because they had to cancel a tea party. And that's the thing is like, they never would have found those cups themselves. They never would have had that, but it was just this really, the idea that you can do something and sort of make it unique. Cause it's like, you're not going to see that on the internet. Yeah. That's adorable. I love that idea too. And it's like the investment, you know, these things are just a couple bucks. And so you can, you can afford to do something that's thoughtful and clever. Uh, it doesn't cost a lot of money. It's really the thought that went into it. I think of like even this year, but definitely years past, I would stock up on platters and bowls to bring for the holidays where you're bringing something. You don't necessarily want to have to clean it or fiddle with it when you're trying yeah. to exit the party. Just leave it there. Oh, uh, I think that's the favorite thing to do. <laughs> yeah, that applies this year too. You know, if you're going to be dropping off all these things, you might not want to have to worry about getting that dish back. So just pick up one at the thrift store, you know, Arks Valley Village, just a few bucks and really pulls it all together. One thing that I was, I was just at Arks recently and I had just unpacked all of my dishware, my wine glasses, and I was sort of looking at my sets and I have like three of this and six of that and two of those. But then I went to ARCS and you guys have a massive amount of just wine glasses. Massive through all, every era. Yeah. It's really fun. Like the eighties with the, you know, like the kind of the colored stuff on them from the eighties and the nineties was really big. And then the, the vintage coupes with the, you know, the etchings in them. And I'm sure during your move, there probably were some donations because that's very 
happening right now is people are home and cleaning out in epic proportions. And so the donations that we're getting are just never seen before, which means that the inventory is also, you know, really good. <laughs> and so we're getting these things that people have been hanging on to for years and they're finally deciding like, you know, I actually don't want grandma's whatever dishes anymore. I don't want this um, bread making machine from the nineties and all these things, people are donating them. So it's great for the next guy. Cause you're going to find all these things that you wanted for your, you know, for your holidays. Well, and there's something sort of fun about, to me, there's something really fun about sort of, I call it like spelunking, where like you know that you don't know what you're going for, but you go and you sort of hit the shelves and you kind of do a little pass through. And I came away with like a $10 dance ceramic French, you know, Belgian um, casserole dish the other day. And it was like, I was there looking for maybe a bowl or something else, but I found that and I was like, oh, this is excellent. It's a total find. And I was like, I just absolutely grabbed it. And I thought that was supposed to be mine. So yeah, the dance, dance, cause uh, dance is popular. Um, some other things that people are kind of looking for this season are the Pyrex, you know, all those, all those dishes, you know, all those side dishes, those require Pyrex. Um, people are feeling nostalgic about grandma's, um, you know, that old unbreakable Corel plates. Oh yeah. That you got in the grocery store each week you went and you could buy a new one. It was like a fulfillment program. Yeah. Yeah. Fulfillment. Yeah. And I think that's how my mom got our silverware actually when I was young. It was some sort of, I think it was maybe even Betty Crocker, which was really funny. Betty Crocker fulfillment. Um, The false graph plates with the blue, you know, the whole cottage core and country and all that is really uh, trendy right now. And, and, um, You've got all those things that are kind of fun to set up a new table. And, um, you know, you can, you can buy these things and use them and sort of look at it, look at it in a way of circular inventory. Like just have them for this season and then donate them back. You know, like we don't need to store them forever unless you want to. It's like the circular inventory is kind of a fun way to do those things. Um, my friend Sarah is someone that doesn't hold on to things long. Mm-hmm. She like has a seasonal coat that lasts one season and then she donates. And then she might even get the next coat at ARCS, but then she'll donate. Like she just doesn't like to hold on to stuff. She wants fresh and not new necessarily, but just new to her. her. Yeah. Yeah. So we were looking at holiday stuff the other day and she was like, I cannot wait to donate all my holiday stuff and get new. And I was like, don't you have like a special wreath or a special table runner? And she was like, no, every year I go and I redo everything and it just keeps it fresh. And it's like her way of being creative with her holiday decor. I'm more of a traditionalist. Like I'm really struggling to give up, you know, I I broke the teacup, but then the plate that goes underneath of grandma's and I'm trying to figure out a way to repurpose the plate underneath because I can't part with it. You are a sweetheart. Trying to just figure out and I've moved a couple times. So I feel like I'm just moving picture frames with old pictures in them from place to place. That's something that Arch Valley Village has a lot of too is picture frames. I'll never buy another picture frame full price again. No, no reason for it. Seriously. And baskets too. Like, so if you want to deliver a pie in a basket or fresh made rolls in a basket, the amount of baskets you guys had was crazy. Oh yeah. Baskets. <laughs> and then fun things like I always, I'm wearing it right now is my, my little vintage apron. I think of the holidays were always a time where 
the grandmas pulled out the aprons and, and the house coats. I don't know if your grandmas wore house coats. Um, my mom and my grandma wore house coats. When my mom died, the house coat collection was quite epic that you received. Oh, my, oh God. my God. We never had any house coating done in ours. The Germans don't believe in the house coats. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> They're too busy working. They get yeah, dressed. No, they have you, work clothes. You definitely have to take your shoes off, but they're not going to make you wear – they're not going to run around they, in their house coats for sure. But the apron game is such that – that used to be a gift that I used to give to new brides. Like when all my friends were just getting married, I'd give them this little vintage apron set because it's kind of like – you know, it's kind of like this sweet little idea of like, okay, now you're – you're a little, you're a married cook now. That's sweet. That's a, yeah. that is a really thoughtful gift. And, and a hostess uh, gift too. Like, I think that's kind of a sweet one. Like a hostess is like someone who's the cook is never going to, they're probably not going to buy themselves like a little frilly cute apron, but they love it as a gift. Yeah. And it's like the best dish rag ever. I mean, you just keep, just keep wiping your, you know, yeah. you can just wipe on it. It's got pockets. You can put all the tools in it and cell phone because, you know, we always have to have our cell phone close by now and it's got one more pocket for the cell phone and kind of the modern it's kind of the modern way. I think it used to be a really practical thing that people, you know, women would put on over their fancy clothes because holidays used to be about wearing your Sunday best, even though, you know, Thanksgiving was Thursday, but you put the apron on to save, save your uh, white lace, lacy blouse. And um, now 2020, I mean, it's all about black stretchy pants and t-shirts. <laughs> I was going to say, are you getting out of your yoga pants on Thanksgiving? I don't know. I'm thinking about it. But I might put on the apron just to dress it up yes. a little bit now. <laughs> That's it. It's, all you need is a zhuzh, you know? Zhuzh. All you need is like a small sort of flurry of, you know, fanciness. That's it. Yeah, this is the zhuzh. And this yeah. means this means holiday. So we all have little things that sort of are keys and triggers to the holidays. A lot of people are going to be doing, I think, like cooking for the first time because they're not going to Grandma Betty's house and they're sort of like, oh my gosh. Can you think of like tools that I know you can find at ARCs that are like, you need to have this if you're making the Thanksgiving feast? Because one that comes to my mind and I got it at ARCs is the potato masher. Because I feel like you can mash potatoes with a fork and I've done that, but the potato masher makes it so much easier. And you have a lot of the good vintage ones with the wooden handles that are really solid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of that stuff we've got in abundance. Uh, turkey roasters. Yes. Yeah. And I, I love that. A lot of people don't understand. Like, or maybe they think, oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to do the bird this year. I'm going to do a bigger bird so that I have leftovers. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, wait, there's supposed to be a pan for that, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's not the pizza pan. No, no, it's not your, and technically it shouldn't be your cookie sheet either, you know? <laughs> or your cake pan. Yes, no. Or your cake pan, although, you know, creativity and innovation really rise to the surface on these these holidays. Yeah, the whole thing from start to finish, you know, the turkey, everything, all the baked goods, all the pans for the muffins and popovers and you know, all the different types of relish trays and, um, you know, dessert plates. Um, there's some, like, there's some memories tied to dessert plates. It seems like people would often have a different special set of dishes that came out with dessert. And it huh. sort of was like there was a surprise under it when you, when you finished eating whatever the dessert was. Yeah, some little design on the plate or. I um, have those. Do you? I'm sure you I have do. those. I have them well, for I Christmas. I have turkey plates. Like my actual Thanksgiving plates are these giant sort of vintage. They're from my dad's family. And it's a big pink turkey underneath it. I mean, it's red. Oh, cute. But it's 
pink, you know, but I mean, the idea is like you finish your Thanksgiving meal and there's your turkey, you know? That's really cool. So I want to see that on Insta. It was on last year. Okay, I'll look. And the cookbooks itself, you know, we've got a whole library of cookbooks from every era. Um, you know, the top, all the top selling cookbooks. So there's like The Joy of Cooking by the Rambauer family. Betty Crocker is, we get Betty Crocker cookbooks. She's a classic for Thanksgiving. By the way, she's online as well, BettyCrocker.com. Um, yeah. Cooks, the, the Cooks is a basic, that huge, thick, thick one called Cooks. Uh, we get those cookbooks all the time and it's kind of fun. Sometimes there'll be little notes in the margins, um, little tips or little, um, yeah, I tried this. I suggest this. I love to find cookbooks that have been used by, um, you know, mom's kitchen. Yeah. Are, the are you guys... are the ones with the splattered pages? Like you oh, know yeah. that if there's a splattered page, you know that that, that recipe was probably made often. Made yeah. often. Mm-hmm. Do you guys do cranberry sauce or cranberry relish with your turkeys? Because I feel like there's always an abundance of these cute little relish bowls that are shallow bowls just for the cranberry sauce. Absolutely. That glass, it's like not crystal, but it's, it looks like crystal. Like the yeah, cut like glass. cut glass. Yeah. We, do the, we do the cranberries every year, and we largely do them just for my mom because she loves them. <laughs> She's not coming this year, so like... I don't know. Maybe I won't do cranberries this year. It'd be weird. But I mean, literally, she's the only one who eats it. And then oftentimes, like the next day, I'll put some of the cranberries, like I'll shake it in with like a with some whiskey and have like a little sort of cocktail with it. But that's it. Otherwise, you know, nobody's eating. And of course, then of course, I put it into a Tupperware in the back of my fridge where it stays until December. And then I throw it away. I love that. I love it. In 2020, there are no more rules. And this holiday, you know, there's nostalgia. There's also like, I might just make a complete left turn and just do something that I have never been able to do on Thanksgiving because it would be forbidden. But how about, you know, pizza and an amazing bottle of wine? Like that would be my dream. That's always my dream dinner. That's my dream breakfast, lunch, and dinners. Pizza. Pizza and wine. But, you know, you can't bring that to anyone's traditional Thanksgiving dinner. So 2020 could be the year that my pizza dream comes true. And I think people are going to be open to making different ideas like that. Well, Steph, I think you also- talked about, oh, sorry, the butternut squash lasagna, I thought could be, this could oh. be the year for yeah. that. I still think you have to try something different. I feel like for me, I'll remember that I went to my ex-husband's uh, family for Thanksgiving one year and we sat around the table and it was like any other day and like they just nobody nobody made an effort to make it special and I was like it's not necessarily just about the food but it has to there has to be something that says this is not just Thursday night dinner kind of an idea and so for me it's like I want to eat something that I don't normally cook on any other week and so like that's that butternut squash lasagna idea to me was like oh or maybe I would make ravioli or if I did pizza maybe I would do like squash or, you know, some sweet potatoes or something on it just to make it different, you know? Mashed potato pizza. Yum. No (laughs) doubt. No doubt. I'm in. Yeah. Is there a dish in your family that like grandma Betty used to make or, and then aunt Laura makes it, but now aunt Laura isn't coming. Is there a dish that you're going to miss? No, (laughs) I'm in control of everything. So I'm the one who makes it all. (laughs) I might miss. Yeah, I might miss if Kurt and I are just alone, 
usually I have to buy him that can of cranberry gelatin that it stays in the can shape when you take it out of the can and you slice it. And I was telling him, I'm like, if it's just you and I this year, you're going to have to forgo the canned cranberry sauce that nobody likes but you and your mom. So we laughed. Oh, that's, yeah. I think for me it's going to be the dessert portion because there's no way that I'm going to make five different types of pie and various things when you line up for the dessert on Thanksgiving and there's so many different types and you put them all on your plate and you're like yeah it's holiday I will miss that because I won't be recreating that in my house (laughs) (laughs) and getting like a slice of every one you know was always yeah and kind of comparing you know it's you know who made this and this is amazing and how'd you do that And, and I'll miss the whole the whole process of it the whole coming together and the buzz. It's such a buzz. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of positive news today about a vaccine, about uh, perhaps a more national response to COVID prevention. So I feel like we maybe have turned a corner and that this could be maybe our last pandemic Thanksgiving. Let's hope, right? Let's hope. Let's be grateful for that. And like putting the energy and the vibes forward is the only real way to sort of create the true meaning of what this holiday is. Yeah. Which, do you want to speak a little bit to that? What is the true meaning of Thanksgiving to you, Steph, as we wrap up? Honestly, it's, it's a, it's, it's just as family. That's it. It's just family and it's really, and it's, and it's chosen family because this is the thing is it's not just about blood relatives, especially in my life. It is about people who are, you know, who choose each other and who want to make that significant connection, you know, something to celebrate. And I feel like, you know, as my family, it has over the years grown and shrunk and grown and shrunk and growing again is just being grateful that there's human humans in my life that I want to share time with. And the fact that they let me be bossy about food. That's great. Like I super need to be in control and plan everything. They have their assignments, but I still am in charge. <laughs> I love it. How about you, Molly? I love that. Yeah. You know, I think 2020 has been incredibly stressful and food is healing and food is happiness. And um, I'm li- just looking forward to having some good food with my husband, Craig, and just being grateful for being grateful for where we are and thankful for one another. I think for me, something that feels different this year is my more general understanding of indigenous people and uh, people of color and brown people and what people in our country have been going through um, for a very long time. And with the murder of George Floyd, it sort of came to the forefront more for me that some of these people have been struggling and that the Thanksgiving table isn't as white as it's always been perceived. I am really ready for that. I'm ready to explore some more of the heritage foods, to explore more of what it means to be a country that has different individuals in it, that has a diverse population, that is able to embrace gratitude for us not all being the same. And for me, that feels really different this year and something that I'm ready to embrace, as well as, of course, the gratitude for your family. But it's been a long year for lots of people. And I just feel like I'll take some time to reflect in my heart about how to be a light that keeps moving it forward and making sure that change comes for a lot of people. Nice. Good. It's important. Yeah. So with that said, thanks for being our guest on this second helping Molly King, Arks Valley Village. 
sponsoring this episode. We'll be back in December with an episode and back in January. And you can find Arts Valley Village in Richfield, in Bloomington, and in New Hope. You can shop them, but you can also donate. Um, like Molly said, the pickings are just incredible. I've gotten tons of stuff this year and donated tons of stuff. It's like as fast as I get rid of it, the new stuff comes in, right? Yeah. yeah Thanks here. for being our guest today on you, the second helping of Weekly Dish. Thanks for listening to the second helping of Weekly Dish presented by Arks Value Village. Shop Bloomington, Richfield, and New Hope for all of your holiday needs. Yummy. Yeah, <laughs>